Stanley Caspian sat at the desk, as he always did when he came to 142 for his Saturday morning conference with Arthur Johnson. Arthur sat on the other chair. On the desk were spread the rent books and checks of the tenants. Stanley wrote laboriously in the rent books. "'I'll be glad to see the back of that Dean,' he said, when he had inked in the last fifty pence. "'Middle of next month, and he'll be gone.' "'And his gramophone?' said Arthur. "'I'm sure we'll all be devoutly thankful. "'Not Kotowski. "'He won't have anyone to go boozing with. "'Put the kettle on me, old Arthur. "'I fancy a spot of elevenses. "'And tensies. "'And twelvesies, Arthur thought. "'He wouldn't have dreamed of eating anything at this hour, "'but Stanley, who was enormously fat, "'began devouring sandwiches of bread rolls and processed cheese. "'Arthur watched him inscrutably.' Inclining his head towards the door behind him, he said, "'A little bird told me you'd let that room.' "'Right,' said Stanley, his mouth full. "'I must confess, I was a little put out. "'You told Miss Chan before telling me. "'I was a little hurt. "'After all, I have been here twenty years, "'and I think I can say I've never caused you a moment's unease. "'Right. "'I only wish they were all like you. "'The fact is—' "'that I wondered how you'd take it. "'You see, this new chap, he's got the same name as you.' "'You mean he's called Arthur Johnson?' "'No, not as bad as that. "'He's called Anthony Johnson. "'You'll have to take care your post doesn't get mixed up. "'Don't want him reading your love letters, eh?' (laughs) "'Arthur's eyes seemed to grow even paler, "'and the muscles of his face tightened. "'I've nothing to hide. "'My life is an open book.' Maybe it isn't. The sexual behaviour of the human male. That's the sort of open book his life will be. Good-looking young devil he is. Real flypaper for the girls, I shouldn't wonder. Arthur couldn't bear that sort of talk. It made him feel sick. I only hope he's got good bank references and a decent job. Right, he's paid two months' rent in advance, and that's better than all your poxy bank references to me. He's moving in Monday. We'll just have a look in, Arthur. Mrs. Caspian says there's a fruit bowl in there she wants. Arthur nodded. He enjoyed penetrating the rooms usually closed to him, and in this one he had a special interest. It was small and furnished with junk. Arthur picked his way over to the window. Stanley, having secured his fruit bowl, was admiring the only object in the place less than twenty years old. "'That's a bloody good wash-basin, that is,' he remarked. "'Cost me all of fifteen quid to have that put in. "'Your people did it, I remember.' "'Arthur was staring out of the window, "'which overlooked a narrow, brick-walled court. "'In the wall which faced the window was a door. "'What's you looking at?' said Stanley. "'Nothing,' said Arthur. "'I was just thinking he won't have much of an outlook. "'What do you expect for seven quid a week?' "'No concern of mine.' said Arthur. I imagine my namesake will be out a lot, won't he? If he's got any sense, said Stanley. Arthur prepared his lunch. Two lamb cutlets, creamed potatoes, runner beans. None of your frozen or canned rubbish for him. Auntie Gracie had brought him up to appreciate fresh food, well cooked. He ended the meal, and then he washed the dishes. One of Auntie Gracie's maxims 
had been that only slatternly housekeepers leave dirty dishes in the sink. He went into the bedroom. The bed was stripped. He put on clean sheets, rose pink, and rose pillowcases. Arthur couldn't sleep in a soiled bed. Meticulously, he dusted the bedroom furniture and polished the silver stoppers on Aunt Grace's cut-glass scent bottles. He gave the frilly nets a critical stare. They weren't due for a wash for another week, but this was such a grimy district. He began to take them down. For the second time that day, he found himself facing the cellar door. The Kotovskys had no window which overlooked it. It could only be seen from his window and from the one in room two. No one had ever seen him cross that yard, he thought, as he laid the net curtains carefully over a chair. No one had ever seen him enter the cellar. He continued to stare down, considering, remembering. He had been at school with Stanley Caspian, and Stanley had been fat and gross and...